Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio. You can find me on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Joined with me tonight is Heart of Lad from the Pension Plan Puppets. You can also go follow him on Twitter at Heart of Lad. Heart of, what's going on, bud? Uh, nothing much. Just watch your pretty good Leafs game. Yeah, it, it wasn't bad. It, it wasn't the prettiest win, but it was a win nonetheless, and it was a massive two points as the Leafs defeat Tampa 2-1 to one in regulation. Uh, your thoughts on the game? Um, well, it helped us forget the uh, Western Conference road trip pretty quickly from last week. That was a, it was a really, really solid win. It was um, pretty encouraging for the, uh, for the playoffs coming up next month, actually, uh, since we're likely to play, play Tampa... Um, yeah, I feel a lot better about that matchup if the Leafs keep on playing like this. Well, it's two straight uh, wins now against series. Tampa, right, where the Leafs have played pretty well, kind of uh, kept up with the Joneses, I guess, and they've outplayed them and able to get two straight wins on them. Yeah, um, I even forgot about the last win, but yeah, it's pretty good. Um, they played really well in this game, like unbelievably good. Uh, so as always, when we do when we get a win, we go through the good, the better, and the best. So uh, tonight, I want to get your thoughts on, I guess, kind of your third star. Who was good tonight, or what was good tonight? What aspect of the game did you like? Uh, so what was your good? I'll let you go first. Uh, I'll give it to Morgan, Morgan Riley. I thought he was pretty good at this game. Uh, his first game back, he made a couple mistakes, a couple breakaways against. Um, but I'd say one of them, I thought Barry misses assignment a lot worse. Um, and I thought just in general, it was really nice to see him back. So just for the fact that he's back and he's playing, uh, I'll, give him a, I'll give him a star for it. Yeah, no, I thought Morgan Riley actually uh, didn't look too bad. There was a couple of plays there where, where he got beat. But ultimately, I thought that a pretty good first outing for Morgan Riley. Uh, for me, I had to give it to the top line there, Matthews, Nylander, Hyman line, the kind of uh, newly constructed top line, I guess, since the top six got kind of a rejig. Uh, for tonight's game, but you know Matthews, he keeps up his his strong defensive play once again tonight. Made a few really really good plays uh, in the defensive zone and and um, really good in the neutral zone too. Very active stick tonight. I thought uh, had a couple of takeaways, making numerous numerous opportunities also offensively, which we see him do from time to time. Nylander, same thing. You know he stayed dangerous. He stayed hot. Up to 31 goals this year, which I kind of had to take a double t- take at that. In fact, he's got 31, and there's still 12 games to go. Like, he could legitimately get to 35 this season, which if you asked me earlier in the year, I would not have thought that was going to happen. And then Hyman, you know, Mr. Consistent, another great game out of him on both ends of the ice and nearly scored on that breakaway late, too, to kind of add, try and add an insurance marker. But Vasilevsky... When he's one of the best goaltenders in the league, you can't uh, you can't be too upset with that. But I thought that that line as a whole played pretty darn well. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, did you know that? Um, I just checked the stat because I was I wasn't sure how close he was. Uh, Nylander with 31 goals is behind Nazem Kadri in all-time goals in a season. Like in his career high of goals is 32. Uh, Nylander is at 31 right now. Wow, yeah, no, yeah. so he's, he's yeah. probably and we think of Kadri as an amazing goal scorer, like, net from presence, like, amazing top-line uh, player, right? Like, Nylander, you know, he's going to pass him. He's going to beat him. 100%. There's a goal in a season. Yeah, I, I'll put money yeah. on that. Unreal that's season. definitely going to happen. <laughs> yeah, un- unreal season. Uh, for my second star, I guess, um, if I'm allowed to cheat, I guess I could put uh, I can put it to that first line, like you just said. Like, yeah. Unreal game for them. I really like Zach, Zach Hyman. Uh, his um, 
extracurriculars plays with Pat Maroon really got the ire of a lot of Lightning <laughs> fans. And they they took notice to that, which I think is a really good thing. I think it keeps you know them on their toes. It keeps Hyman engaged. It keeps you know a little bit of a sideshow going, which I think you know it doesn't always hurt. It it can't, doesn't always hurt. So Hyman, great game, always strong in the forecheck. I think he really took away time and space for the uh, Lightning defenseman, and um, that turned into a really really good thing for the Leafs because they were just able to control possession all game and just cycle, 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 have the puck in the neutral zone, defensive zone, offensive zone. And, um, yeah, they were really, really strong there. Uh, and then, again, with Nylander and Matthews, both had the goals, both on the power play, incredible shots. You know, just that's all you can really ask for. Um, great, great offensive game from those guys. And that kind of segues into my second star, my better tonight. I thought the power play, after going five straight games coming into this game without a power play goal ended up getting two power play goals tonight one from Nylander one from Matthews uh, and I thought that the the power play looked pretty strong saw a couple of new little wrinkles too to the power play but uh, and it's it's nice to see them finally break out of that funk because if this team's power play is going that is when this team is winning like it's kind of you look at two things you look at goaltending and you look at special teams if those are clicking for the Leafs they're probably going to win nine nights out of ten games. Like that, I think that are those are two of the most key critical components for the Leafs when uh, when they want to try and get victories. And tonight the goaltending was there. The power play got themselves a couple of goals, um, and we saw some new kind of a new look ish kind of out of the power play too. You know, I, but still mentally, I think they still kind of look for the pretty play, try and make the perfect play. Where sometimes I think they need to just simplify it, fire it onto net, and hope to get a screen, get a tip, or hope for a rebound. And you know, Nylander's goal ended up kind of coming that way, where it was off of a rebound, and he just kind of jumped on it but I'd like to still see a little bit more of that uh, you're not always going to make the pretty backdoor play to Matthews it worked tonight don't get me wrong but the five games prior it was not working so still I think they still need to kind of tinker with it a little bit more going forward but uh, it was nice to see them get some life and and produce tonight yeah the power play was good I think they're seventh in the league right now mm-hmm. uh, just behind Tampa who's fifth so they have some room to improve but you know they've been they've been playing well um, I, I'm. I would like to see Morgan Riley on the power play. I think he um, is a. I don't know. I think he works a lot better with uh, Marner in terms of passing and in terms of moving around the top of the zone. He and Marner and Dermot, uh, not Dermot. I mean Barry. They seem a little disjointed sometimes, especially at the start of the game. They kind of didn't look like they were making crisp passes and they were kind of getting on each other's backhand and it was a little weird. So just a personal preference. I'd. I th- I'd rather have Riley there. But, yeah, as you said, power play was great. Um, and you said uh, power play and goaltending is what you, what's really going to get you far. Um, Frederick Anderson, unreal game tonight. Yeah, uh, number one star. He's the best, for uh, sure. Saves. Yeah, 32 shots, 33 saves. Great night. Uh, battled hard. Took a lot of um, abuse. You know, uh, yeah, just lots of saves. Um, some really strong uh, saves, especially in the second and third periods. Uh, that's kind of the only time Tampa actually took any shots um, and a couple of breakaways. So, you know, really strong performance from him. Yeah. Freddie Anderson, definitely. Uh, he was the best performer for me on the night. Uh, 32 saves uh, allowed just one goal on 10 high danger chances too. And really in that second period, he kept the team in it, kept the one goal lead. Eventually they did end up surrendering the one goal, but being outshot 15 to five, it could have been a lot worse than a tie game going into the third period. And it's only because of Freddie Anderson that it was a tie game going to the third. Like I could think of one specific shift where the lightning had three breakaways 
Three breakaways, yeah. I believe, is the shift with Verhage, uh, Johnson, and Palat. Each of them each got a breakaway um, in one single shift. So, and and Freddie bailed him out on every single one, made every single stop, and uh, you know he kind of had to tonight, especially in that second period where it was all Tampa for the most part. So he made some big saves tonight, and you know underratedly, just one goal over the last over 125 minutes of action, obviously got the, the shutout in a losing fashion against L.A. the other night, and then just one goal allowed tonight. You know, is Freddie Anderson catching on uh, on a heater here? Is is he, you know, turning into Freddie from November, the, the red-hot Freddie that we, we know that is in there somewhere, and is he getting it here towards the playoff stretch? I really hope so. I think he's back to his normal self. I think he's right where he needs to be and at the perfect time. So I'm super excited. I'm super positive about Frederick Anderson. Um, Yeah, he's been so good. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll continue this conversation and get into a little bit more about this game on the other side. All right, welcome back to Locked On These Podcast. Mike DiStefano alongside me is Heart of Lad from Pension Plan Puppets. Uh, we were just chatting about how Freddie Anderson has been uh, really good over the last couple of games. Uh, kind of since he's been back from injury, it seems like uh, Fred Anderson has been much, much better. Was on a three-game winning streak, coming uh, three-game winning streak from the week prior, and then did technically lose and break that streak against the 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 LA Kings, but did record a shutout in the loss, which is how does that work? That's that really sucks. Uh, but it did happen, however. But then tonight again, uh, absolutely an amazing performance out of him. Um, is Freddie, are you going to start riding Freddie if you were the Leafs? Really start riding him really hard now towards the end of the season as they make that stretch since they're in a big playoff race. And I think maybe that was the reason why they gave uh, Jack Campbell two games last week in California because the plan was to ride him pretty hard the rest of the way. Uh, I don't think they need to. Uh, honestly, you have a decent backup. Um, Jack Campbell has a 9-15 with the Leafs this season in six games. Uh, I don't think you need to really play Anderson on back-to-backs or anything like that, anything special. You could even give um, Campbell a couple games uh, against some lesser opponents when you know the Leafs probably won't play very well because they never tend to play well against bad uh, bad opponents. But, yeah, just I don't I, I don't think the Leafs really need to um, overwork Freddie. I think... They're in a good place right now. I think they're in a good uh, rhythm with him, uh, and they just need to keep it going. Uh, They don't need to do anything special. Uh, All right, so another thing that I kind of noticed in this game, just taking a look at the uh, the event summary afterwards, you know, Morgan Riley, we talked about him, how he played over 20 minutes tonight. You know, as expected, and I thought that he played pretty well, all things considered. But what I didn't see happening, which was a little bit daunting to kind of look at, Barry. Falling to just 15 minutes tonight, just 11 minutes at even strength. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think this is something that we'll see a little bit more of now that, you know, the the Riley and CC pairing is back up and running? Or is this maybe just a one-off, just kind of happened to be? Because, you know, you could argue and say, you know, usually I would argue and say, well, what was the power play time like? If he didn't get much power play time, that's going to affect his minutes. But, I mean, they did get five power plays, and he did play over four minutes on the power play. It was just, for some, whatever reason, uh, Sheldon Keefe didn't send him out there uh, too much at five-on-five. Five. Is that concerning yeah. to you? Um, I think we. I think the less you played 
I think the less you can you have to rely on Tyson Berry, the better it is, to be honest, uh, especially defensively. Uh, he's a nice player to have. He's a good... Uh, he'll he'll win the third pair on most nights, which is where he was this night, uh, this game with Rasmus Sandin. Yeah. Uh, he played 11 minutes at 5 on 5. Sandin played 10. Uh, yeah, if that's where he is, that's where he is. I... I've always had problems with him on the defensive side of the puck. Uh, I've never thought of him as a top half of your um, defense group player. Uh, he's always been in that four or five spot. In that four or five spot, even when he's had to play higher, he hasn't completely sucked. But uh, he's always playing with top line players, with like with Matthews or with Tavares. And I know the Leafs have them on half their lines, but he barely plays against with the with the third line or fourth line. So. It's it's very specialized minutes for him, and the more you can shelter that on a third pair, the better I think it is for the Leafs. So, yeah, uh, right now he's their fifth defenseman, to be honest. Uh, Riley played the most at 5-on-5. Five five. Uh, Travis Dermott played 17 minutes at 5-on-5 five five in this game, plus I think 6 minutes and 42 seconds on the penalty kill. Um, they're relying on Dermott a lot more right now. He had and, a great um, game, too, Probably for good reason. He's been pretty good, and I think that's kind of pushed... Uh, Barry all the way down to the fifth spot with CC in and with Hall playing there as um, the first line um, right D. Yeah, and and the next point that I was going to bring up was the fact that you know uh, Travis Dermott did have a pretty good game out there, uh, a team high twenty five minutes of ice time. Uh, in the absence of Muzzin, it seems like Ty- uh, or I keep wanting to say Tyson Barry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in the absence of Muzzin, it seems like Travis Dermott. It, it, it was a chance for him to kind of wake up and it was time for him to take the next step and it really seems like over the last little bit he has taken that next step and has kind of proven that he can be a top uh, top four defenseman uh, on the left side which is something that was kind of in question earlier in the season when he was struggling but I think that games like tonight and like what Bear, like D- uh, Dermot has played in the last couple of weeks I think that he is really starting to catch on and, and playing some of the best hockey he's ever played. Yeah, I'd say so. I uh, I struggle a little bit with Dermot just because I think um, I I when I look at him on the ice, I don't really love him that much in his own zone. Um, when he's trying to, there was a play where he was trying to corral the rebound behind his net and take it out, but he just basically skated in circles around himself and then gave up <laughs> the puck. I saw uh, you I think he that. does that <laughs> a little too much. Yeah, I, I think he does that a little too much, uh, and that worries me a little. He's also been playing. Um, I think the Leafs just play their top two lines a lot. Um, but he got a lot of minutes with them. He played seven and a half minutes with Matthews and five and a half minutes with Tavares. And I think he played, uh, what was it that he played at five on five? He played something like uh, 17. So like he only played five minutes with the bottom six. Uh, I think that helps you a lot when you have those players ahead of you uh, to hold the puck and play with the puck uh, and take shots. So I don't know. Uh, I think the way uh, Sheldon Keefe is playing with his defense, it's, really making the most of it, which I think is a big credit to him. Uh, he's playing all these players um, in their best possible positions and then kind of really giving uh, Riley and CeCe the hardest assignments and, and Justin Hall as well. Uh, and they've kind of just played break-even and that's all you can really ask for, to be honest. Yeah, no, you, you definitely bring up a, a good point there. Was there anything else from this game that kind of stood out to you? Um, Yeah, from the Lightning side. Uh, I didn't actually cover the the Leafs game from the, the PVP um, side of the game. I didn't cover that recap. I was actually at Raw Charge, the other SB Nation site for, um, for Tampa Bay, their, their SB Nation site, and I, I did the recap for that game. 
Um, they're my, they're the first place that gave me a writing job, so I, <laughs> I I love staying there and I like writing for them. So I, I kind of wrote a, a recap from the other side of uh, of the ice, and it was pretty interesting. I thought the Lightning, uh, if I can just talk about them for a second, was yeah, yeah, for sure. They they let the they let the Leafs play the Lightning style for the first ten minutes, and they can never catch up after that. They just kept on getting more and more frustrated. They kept on looking a step behind the entire way. I think there were moments where they tried to dirty up the game a little bit, which is a which is an element and an aspect that they've tried to uh, bring into their team with the additions of Brockley Goodrow, Pat Maroon, and um, Blake Coleman, which it's definitely helped them. That that Bruins game over the weekend was insane, like utter insanity. Uh, yeah, I just I think they didn't try to play a dirty game against the Leafs, and I think they might try that. Uh, down the road and in the playoffs, and I think the Leafs should be very wary of that because they can do it and they can turn a game around pretty quickly if they feel like they're down in terms of, in terms of the possession game. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because, I mean, as it's slotted now, it looks like these two will most likely end up being the first round of the playoffs, which from the Leafs' perspective, you're thinking, great, A, you don't have to play Boston, who's had you know the Leafs' number <laughs> for the past few years. B, you got to play Tampa, a team that we've now beaten back-to-back games 4-3 uh, in Tampa, and then you beat him here at home 2-1. Uh, but again, you do have to keep in mind that Tampa is such a skilled team. They're so incredibly deep. Also, the fact that Steven Stamkos and Victor Hedman were not in this game. So that is something that you need to take, you know, mm-hmm. kind of keep in mind as well, because those are two of the best players, not only on Tampa, but in the league. So if you strip those guys off of any team, it's going to make that harder for that team to, to come out and, and play their style of hockey when those two players are kind of the epitome of how they play that style. Uh, so that is something that, you know, the Leafs kind of are, Leaf fans at least, uh, should also kind of take into account when you look at this game as a whole, the fact that, the Lightning were playing shorthanded, and the Leafs kind of opposite. They got uh, an injection into their lineup with with Morgan Riley. They're still missing Jake Muzzin, who's you know their best shutdown defenseman. Sure, that that totally counts, but uh, at the same time, you know I would take uh, a missing Jake Muzzin as opposed to Stamkos and Hedman uh, if if that were me. So that's also something that people are going to have to keep in mind heading into the playoffs. That. Tonight's team isn't the same team that you're going to be playing night one of the playoffs because we're not too sure about Stamkos. He might miss the first round of the playoffs or the first little bit, but Hedman for sure he'll be will be there. back. And he, no, he'll be there. He's going to be like injured. He's going to be there. He's going I to think be we underestimate how pissed off the Lightning are right now after <laughs> losing to Columbus. We're starting to, I think teams are starting to realize how pissed off they are about getting embarrassed last year. They're not going to let it happen again. Like, we cannot underestimate this team at all. Oh, like you sure. just said, with Hedman back and with Stamkos, he's going to be back. He'll be back game one, guaranteed. Another player that I kind of want to talk about quickly from Tampa, who I thought had a pretty dangerous night, didn't find the stat mm-hmm. sheet, but I thought Blake Coleman actually had a really good game for Tampa. Um, like He didn't end up scoring, but he had a few really, really good chances. And I'll be honest, I was kind of, when they gave up a first-round pick, Vancouver's first-round pick at that, to go out and get Coleman, I was like, that seems like quite the price to pay. But I think Coleman brings a really, really uh, different element to this team. Um, and I, after seeing him and watching him tonight, you know, it kind of makes sense. And I do like the addition of Coleman and think that he could be a really good weapon for Tampa, a good depth piece um, heading into the playoffs. I completely agree. I think he uh, is a really, really underrated player. We saw that in uh, New Jersey when he scored a hat-trick, I believe. Yeah. Um, he's a really good player. He's going to be really, really relied upon uh, down the stretch in the middle six. 
Uh, I think he was a really good replacement for uh, GT Miller, whom the Lightning got, I think, in the Ryan McDonough trade. Yes. Um, yeah, he was there for a season, then got traded for the Vancouver first-round pick, uh, and now they have um, Coleman there with uh, significantly less salary. And I think the Lightning are just so good at finding players who play for cheap and uh, can fill a role and be a play above their pay grade, which it's that's all you can really ask for. Barkley Goodrow, on the other hand, silent tonight. Still don't understand that trade. <laughs> yeah, I I think they were. I think they just got a little carried away with the trade deadline. That one. They're giving uh, away first round picks. I think picks he brings like a candy. lot of good things. He's had a couple of good games for the Lightning. Uh, it's just you know I think he needs to kind of. Yeah, he hasn't quite had it. <laughs> fair enough. Lives up to the hype, I'd say. Fair enough, fair enough. But uh, at the end of the day, the Leafs had to be pretty happy, regardless if they were shorthanded or not. It was a big two points that they needed to get. Now three points up on Florida in the playoff race. Uh, now, that being said, they do have an extra game played, so they got to hope that Florida lose at some point or Toronto wins that game against Florida that's coming up uh, later this month. All right, uh... That's going to do it for us here today in the podcast. I believe I need to go wash my hands after that conversation, so we'll end it here. Um, I'd like to yeah. thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcasting platforms to receive daily Leafs content. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Leafs. Follow myself at Mickey underscore Canuck and follow Heart of That Heart of Lad on Twitter. I uh, really appreciate you coming on and uh, chatting with me tonight. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. All right. uh, That's going to do it for us today. Be sure to check back in here tomorrow for another great episode of the Locked on Leafs.